Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, we talked about the elections and about voting. Election is coming up November 3rd. I was looking through and I think I saw on Twitter, people have election day meals. Like (laughs) they're ordering tacos, breakfast burritos, a pizza. This is like one person. This is like, this is, this is my election day meal. I'm I'm thinking about adding egg rolls too. And then that, and then that spawned a whole thread of what people, what else people are eating. So they're smoking pork butts and they're doing barbecue. Other people are ordering a bunch of Chinese food and they're eating it by themselves, even though they get four chopsticks in the order, but it's just, they just need one chopstick. Monica, my question to you is, do you have an election day meal planned out? I don't have an election meal day uh, planned out. I, I have been to election day parties before, and uh, those have been themed. And that's the only time I really create a special meal. When I'm at home alone, it's just, you know, it's just a regular day with regular food. But definitely, I like to watch the results. I like to watch the ticker. Um, but there's something special about being at an election day party, um, something that we're missing, again, because of the pandemic. So I think people will probably make more of a big deal about it than they usually do. People are either going to be stress eating or eating in elation. I, yeah. I'm going to be pretty much doing the same thing, right? If Because yeah. you, you either voted for one or the other, you're going to be stressing out or at the end of the day, you'll be celebrating. Maybe you want to get that cake so you can eat it in both occasions. I don't know. <laughs> I think I might just try to make it through all the alcohol I have in the house on that day. <laughs> That's another good idea. I forgot. Goals. I, Hashtag goals. <laughs> I've just been thinking about what to eat for food. Mm. I totally forgot about mm. neglected the alcohol. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. As we get closer, what's really what I'm really fascinated by is by the uh, local commercials. So like statewide commercials, people are running against each other. I have to say that some of them really make me chuckle. So, you know, it's kind of funny because I guess I really haven't thought about like negative campaign ads in a while, but um, some of them are pretty, pretty funny. I like it. I don't even know who the treasurer mm-hmm. are in, right. in Olympia, but they voted for everything Trump. So (laughs) do you want to trust the treasurer in Washington state? It's uh, there's always that like deep voice. It's just like, it's like your deep, dark left side conscience. It's just like, (laughs) he's really bad. Do you really want to work with this person? Do you really want to vote for this person? Right. It's it's really funny. The opposing side. Yeah. He's a, he's a fine CPA, but should he be a treasurer managing your money? (laughs) It's like, Oh, okay. I I don't know. Let me read up on it. Oh, you'll all be over soon, Nelson. Oh, it's funny. Anyway, well, it's it's going to be soon. I'm excited. Tuesday coming up. It's going to be good. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Seattle Foodie Podcast, episode 112. Monica, we had a giveaway earlier this week, and I picked out a winner before the show. And we're here to announce the winner for the $50 <laughs> giveaway to Jack's Barbecue. Congratulations, Appetite Diary. You are the winner. I'm trying my sound effects. (laughs) Congratulations. Oh, $50 at Jack's. Yum. Yeah, that's really good. And don't worry, guys. We have a couple other giveaways coming up very soon. And it's the holiday season, too. So we might have a couple more, including that. All right, Monica, we don't have any recaps this week. We didn't see each other. We actually social distanced and... 
avoided everything from <laughs> that has to do with you and I both hashtag not a couple, but because it is our show, we love to promote all of our friends. So we have to tell you guys about two pop-ups that's going on. And the first pop-up is feed the pudge is collaborating with Trace Lecheria and we've had Trace Lecheria on. They are doing special Trey Leches cakes and they are Pandan and Vietnamese iced coffee Trace Leches cakes. The pre-orders are already live. You can already order them and you can order them until Tuesday, November 3rd at noon. So election day at noon, guys, if you guys want to put in that order and you can pick them up. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I think we all suspected it would be uh, Vietnamese coffee. So really looking forward to that one. (laughs) Anything with Tres Leches cake. That's Mm -hmm. all I want. Anything with Tres Leches. It doesn't even have to be, doesn't matter what kind of flavor it is. I was like, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. There's not enough in this world. In addition to that pop-up, we also have another pop-up, the Poppy Chino pop-up, hosted by Chino E. China Eats, and that's going to be at Cafe Opla, Saturday, November 7th, from 4 to 30 to 7.30. This is their second pop-up they've done. I believe they did one last year around mm-hmm. this time in November, mm-hmm. and they're going to have your Cubano Chino, as well as Abuela's Arroz y Frijole Comport, and then uh, this is a new item, Croqueles de Jamón. Mm-hmm. There are lots of items that are going to be sold. There's going to be a lot of things going on. So make sure you stop by at Cafe Opla and check them out this coming Saturday. Yeah, I missed that one last year. So, um, yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, I had the Cuban Mm -hmm. and that was really, really good. I would get that. Definitely get that again. Okay. All right, Monica. That's pretty much all we got for this section. Let's go ahead and move on to the what are we eating section. Sounds good because I've been eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, Nelson, I saw you went out to Kirkland. I did. I was out in the east side. This week, a couple of our friends, including Bam Bam Lamp Chops, who also live in Kirkland, they always highly recommend this place. It's a teriyaki joint. Mm-hmm. It's called Tokyo Stop. Nothing special. It's just a teriyaki spot that serves chicken teriyaki and your usual fare, as well as sushi. Mm-hmm. And I got the yaki udon which is the yakisoba, which they cook in udon noodles. It is really good. Highly recommend that. And then in addition, while I was in Kirkland, I also stopped by Shake Shack because I always have to stop by Shake Shack whenever <laughs> I'm there. It's, it's just one of those things. Kirkland, Shake Shack. It's it's like one of those SAT words, right? Kirkland is to Shake Shack as, I don't know, Seattle something is, is to, to something. <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> something, something, something. Yeah, no, it's a good location. Anyway, I picked up some shack burgers and a chicken shack, as well as some hot fries. <laughs> they just basically sprinkle a bunch of hot seasoning around it, and then they have they put cheese on it, and it's it's actually pretty good. I I, I probably would eat it without the cheese. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I think that tastes better. While in Kirkland, I also met up with Dipped Elegance. They're a new business that does chocolate dipped cookies. And she made me Seahawk themed dipped cookies, Monica. Did you see those? Yeah, I saw those. They look pretty. They are aesthetically fun looking. You can customize any color. So it doesn't have to be blue and green Seahawk colors. They can be anything. Mm-hmm. I think that I saw on her page, she had Halloween themes. There's a lot of pink going on, which I did not want. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of colors that you can really do. It's perfect. They're perfect for social distancing events like baby showers, as well as just family gatherings really good and if you want something to wow your friends you make sure you want to put an order for dipped elegance very cool and then on friday i had lunch with boba eggs we went to tamari bar on capitol hill 
They have a special Ishiaki Wagyu Hayashi rice. I highly recommend getting that. Boba Eggs ordered that. I just got a little bit of scoop before we started eating. And I was like, man, I should have ordered this. I had regrets. I had order regrets making that. But make sure you guys go out there and enjoy the outdoor covered patio. Apparently, you and I mind melded, Monica. And we both also went to Little Woody's for Fast Food Month. And I got the little crunch wrap. Also got myself some onion rings because everybody always needs to have onion rings in their life. Tell tell me about it. I was looking for the onion rings on my bag and I forgot to order them because I was ordering for my whole family and I was so bummed. So bummed. But little crunch wrap has been on, like I put it on the calendar to be sure I wouldn't miss it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I actually looked at yours and I was kind of like craving is like, man, of all the people that got more veggies, Monica got more veggies on her crunch wrap than I got more than I got on my crunch wrap. That was the only thing I had was critical about. I didn't get any lettuce or tomatoes in my crunch wrap. And I looked at yours. I was like, yours had so much lettuce and tomatoes. I wish I had that. Well, you know, Ballard, the Ballard was my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what to say. I, I think it's the veggie curse. People know I don't like veggies. And so they're just like, oh, here comes Monica. Let's stack on the veggies. <laughs> I think it's kind of an inside joke now. <laughs> yes, I don't know. But it was still good. Uh, anything that says crunch wrap is, is thumbs up for me. <laughs> so, definitely on that. Finally, on Saturday, I tried to catch the La Dolce pop-up for some Silvanas and Samadas and Basque cheesecakes. But Monica, they sold out so fast. I missed out. Mm. I guess they sold out in like an hour and a half. When I got there, I was like, they they had packed up (laughs) everything in their truck and they took off. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this thing was from 12 to 4. It's like, no, they sold out an hour and a half. They're out of here. I'm just like, okay. Hey, good for them. That's awesome. But I was still there. I picked up a couple sandwich and an ube sip from Sip and Smile. That was a very good consolation prize. I shared the sandwiches with my golf buddies as I was heading to the golf course. They were a hit. Everybody loves the paradise and the so excited sandwiches. And then after golf, we went out to Perialian Brewery on Beacon Hill, got myself some mead and beacon burger. Monica, the beacon burger comes with pork belly. This is the regular burger. This is the regular burger. They also have a truffle blue cheese burger, but you have to add the pork belly with that burger. But so I opted for the one with pork belly. I mm-hmm. needed that. That was awesome. Have you ever been out to that brewery before? No, I haven't. It's actually on my list. Um, yeah, no, I was I was surprised to see you there. I'm just like, yeah, you go, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we had to, after finishing up our burgers, we walked over to Despy Delight Bakery. This has been an old bakery. I think it's a Filipino bakery, Monica, on mm-hmm. Beacon Hill that's it been is. there for so long. Mm-hmm. I picked up some ube bread and ube cheesecake. That ube bread is so good, Monica. The purple and the yellow, it mixes so well. Heat up that bread, guys. Slab some butter, and it's perfect in the morning. That's that's all you got to do. Just yeah. put in your toaster oven or whatever device you have in the kitchen, the air fryer or toaster or whatever it is, and then just put a little bit, just a little bit slab of butter. That's all you need for that. Yeah, it's it's a really old bakery. I mean, I've been going there for like 13 or 14 years. Mm-hmm. And actually, my favorite is their ube roll cake. And what I always loved about it is I could go there with $10 and like come out with like, sh- like paper bags full of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, they make really great donuts that they sell by the piece. And then they make Filipino stuff as well, like turon. I love getting turon there. And but that ube roll cake is one of my favorites. 
Yep. I picked up the cheesecake. I picked up the ube bread. They also had pandasol there mm, as well. So good. They had a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I actually, I bought the bread and they told me it was only $3. Right. And first of all, I was shocked because it was yeah. only $3. Totally. And they said, they're going to charge, you're going to, I'm going to charge, charge you a card. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, okay. Well, that gives me an excuse to add right? more food to it. I might as well get a, a couple of cheesecakes and. Right. Maybe some a couple of rolls here. Yeah, I had yeah for ten dollars. That was a lot of food. It's yeah. a lot of food. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Monica. That's pretty much what I ate this whole week. How about you? Oh, I ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, you know, fall is hit. It's a little bit colder, and I haven't been going out as much um, to dine in anywhere. Definitely. But I've been preparing a lot of food at home, and so Nelson, you were mentioning my avocado toast. That I stole your idea. It was so good using Fran's Bakery Nine Grain and Mom's Micro Garden Greens. I don't know. You know, I've told people this before, how I make my avocados. I like soy sauce, furikake, and uh, blanched slivered almonds. And it's just a bunch of different textures. It makes it really savory. And then I top it with a poached egg. So I've been really bad about breakfast. And so it's been a good excuse to get cooking in the kitchen in the morning on my uh, break from work. Yeah, avocados, you're way more sophisticated than me. I usually <laughs> just cut the avocado and just eat it. <laughs> That's all I usually do, just eat an avocado spoon. There was a moment when I was working at my other occupation, mm -hmm. <laughs> my previous job, and our manager, I guess I, I guess that's his title. I'll call it a manager. Mm -hmm. I'll just leave it blank. We don't even call the name. But he wanted to do an experiment where he ate a whole avocado every day. Wow. Okay. For the next 30 days okay. and then tried and then tested his cholesterol to see if it either went up or went mm -hmm. down. So it was basically an avocado diet. I never did that, but anyway, that's well, what just, happened? It just sounded really I, I, is a cliffhanger. What happened? I don't know because oh. I, I never asked him, <laughs> okay. but I was just, I was just interested. I was like, okay, I would never, I would never do that. I would mm -hmm. never, every lunch he would eat an avocado. They're like, so okay. expensive and it's so they hit are. and miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love avocados. You added furikake, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I usually just do a little bit of lemon juice and mm -hmm. I have that Trader Joe's everything bagel seasoning. Yeah. And I put a little bit of that because it has a little bit of salt on there. Yes. And that's all I use. And that's I like what that I use too. for mine. Mm -hmm. Yummy. And I put together a charcuterie plate. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Very nice. Guy. So uh, let's see. Milton's cheese crackers, moon cheese, coral salami, which we both got last week. Beecher's flagship, because you cannot, let me be clear, people. You cannot have any type of charcuterie without Beecher's flagship. You can have mm -hmm. any other cheese you want. Always <laughs> Beecher's flagship. And yeah. then uh, whatever fruit was fresh, cheese and meat. And uh, it was delicious. <laughs> so I love a good charcuterie plate, or as mm. some people call it, charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie. Yep. Charcuterie board. Okay. And like I said, breakfast, I've been trying to work on it. So I've been making an egg scramble and mix in some greens because, again, veggies. I'm getting older. I got to eat more veggies. Oh, man. Do you see I made corned beef? <laughs> Yeah, I saw that in your stories. Right. I mm -hmm. actually baked it in the oven because it's been getting colder. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I have this thing that I don't want to turn my heat on. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just me. but <laughs> <laughs> So trying to hold out and save some money on that heating bill. So, you know, cooking corned beef in the oven is a perfect way to heat the house for the evening. And the next day, though, I made an epic sandwich. And I haven't posted it to my feed yet, but you're going to love this. So it's corned beef. And I think you remember I made some pickled peppers and onions a while back sauteed mushrooms, some more greens on Fran's Bakery sourdough. And it was 
it was pretty good. I gotta say. <laughs> Apparently, Monica loves this year because 2020 has been such a good year. She wants to go back in time into March so she can. <laughs> Eat the corned beef. That's eat the corned beef. I know. I know. I'm just like, it can be any month to eat corned beef. Who makes these rules anyway? It's 2020. <laughs> That's like my excuse for everything. 2020. <laughs> and then, you right. know, <laughs> I want to make a turkey in the summertime. Right. But it's very difficult to find a turkey in June. Right. But I have no problems finding a turkey in November. Right. <laughs> I'd say all the, all the rules are out the door from now on. It's just like 2020 has changed everything. It's just whenever, whatever, guys, just do it. And, yeah. you, you know, Cole's got, got a less fancy palate in terms of like a lot of the food that he eats. He is a cheese snub, but his sandwich, just, you know, prosciutto, coppa, Swiss and meal and sourdough. So he really loved that. Um, he's a sandwich guy. He's been walking around just eating slices of bread. And, and you know how much bread we got, right? So, like, I'll yeah. randomly find him wandering around the house just in his basketball shorts with a slice of bread in his hand. There's nothing on it. He's just eating bread. <laughs> Kids. He's not cooking anything for his high school class this week? Ooh. Anything's fun? Yeah, almost there, almost there. So his baking project this last week was biscuits. So, uh, but I was just sad because he only made four because, you know, they're, they're kids, so they're trying to make small recipes. Right. So it's just like four biscuits. And so, you know, I got to have like a whole one to myself and I ate it with raspberry jam. And I have to say, like, it could use improvement because working with cold butter is really difficult. I even struggle with it, but it was a good first try. Biscuits, he made biscuits, Nelson. Monica, you should be a better mom and just... <laughs> Wake up early in the morning, buy a couple of biscuits from Seattle Biscuit Company, <laughs> and then bring it in. And then as she's making it, then afterwards, you you just do the, the whole mystery trick and slide in the biscuit. <laughs> like, this is what I made. Like, wow, they look so much better than everybody else's. Cole, you get an A. There you go. <laughs> Well, he's getting an A anyway, but I'm a terrible mom. So part of the assignment every week is that I have to monitor kitchen safety because he's not in school in the in their kitchen. But also I have to take pictures of him in different stages. And they change they change the pictures they ask for every week. Last week it was six pictures, the week before it was four pictures, and they tell you exactly what they want to see. So like the first week it was mise en place. And like the kid has to be in the picture with the mise en place. And then yeah. um you have to take a picture of them at any stage during cooking. So all this stuff. So they've they've wised up, Nelson. I'm sure they know the Seattle Biscuit Company <laughs> trick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm a terrible mom. Uh, let's see. I've been cooking with Eleanor's yogurt too. And so I made a vanilla bean brulee. And what I wanted to show people is that this year I'm really even more than ever before thinking about how to save time during holiday cooking, because I don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I want to spend that with my family because that just takes priority over everything. And so I did this thing where it's really just a yogurt. You brulee it and then you just decorate it. And it's fun to watch. Like people love to watch it and it's super quick and easy and it tastes delicious more than anything else. Yeah. sounds good. And then uh, just fancying up some popcorn again, furikake. I love furikake on everything, but then I added brown sugar butter too. And so I got a lot of messages about that one. I like sweet and savory together and like that crunch of the popcorn. So yeah, people were really interested in that popcorn. Not sure why, <laughs> but I guess it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me if it's weird, Nelson, you're a popcorn. No, guy. it's not weird at all. I love mm -hmm. popcorn. You go extra mile with that. <laughs> I just pop it. And just put a little bit of salt and I'm good to go. But I mean, <laughs> <And then laughs> Monica's 
I did get these gifts for like different popcorn seasonings. Like there was one that makes it like sweet, like kettle corn. And then there's mm. one with the, with the cheese. Right. Yeah. But you have to get it warm and you have to also warm up the toppings too, because it just mm-hmm. can't be cold and it sprinkles on. Otherwise it just drops to the bottom. Yeah. So no, totally. Just, yeah. I had to like heat up that butter in a saucepan and like mix in the brown sugar. Like it was a whole ordeal. Yeah. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> I just want to cook the popcorn, put a little bit of salt on it, and then turn on my new movie. That's all oh, I want to do. That's, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was special. It was mom's on night. You know, you know, Friday Absolutely. was mom's on night. So, hey, yeah. I can be a little bit extra for the one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what did you eat for takeout? Because I saw a couple things in your stories. Yeah. Yeah. So for takeout, Cole and I decided to take a walk around because we've just been at home so much. We went to a Kiriba Sushi, which is near my house. I've never been there before. And so I was craving sushi. And I'll be honest with you, Nelson, I wanted to go to Kisaku. I couldn't get myself together. Like I could barely get out of my pajamas <laughs> that day. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to try this place out because I, I just want sushi and there's no great sushi around, right? So I got some nigiri and a spicy tuna roll. And I have to say the sushi was good. Definitely not the best I've had, but good. Like it, it'll do in a pinch. But the real star of the show, and I didn't take a picture of this because it was Cole got into it before I could. It was the chicken karaage. Mm. Nelson, so flavorful yeah. and juicy. And you know, Cole, Cole has this weird like food grading scale, these grunts. And yeah. Yeah. So I heard him from the living room while I was in the kitchen. He's just like, hey, man, this is pretty good. I'm all, what? He's all, you heard me. It's pretty good. <laughs> you and heard me. He goes, it's really juicy. I'm all, okay. And it was. And so I think definitely maybe I'll try more of their hot food as well. Cause uh, just judging by that, that's enough to bring us back multiple times. Like it was, it was impressive to both of us and we eat a lot of chicken, the two of us. Nice. So it's pretty cool. All right. So here's places I'm going to mention and just highlight them because I've, I've been to them before, but definitely uh, Bell's Pastries monthly macaron Halloween set. So these are candy inspired macarons and Jasmine challenged me to eat the candy corn one. And we all know how I feel about candy corn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be posting that later this week, but I have to say like, I love how she infused the candy into these. Like, it's just like you're taking a bite out of the candies. I love it. Love um, it. We had some pho from pho Tic Tac, which is family approved. So everybody in the family approves because it's getting colder. And uh, Nelson, I went to the eye doctor, went into the office. Proshki Proshki in Columbia Center was one of the few eateries open. So take note, guys. First of all, I got a message on my on my stories. A lot of people didn't even know Proshki had a location in Columbia Center, but they do. And it's one of the few businesses that's open there. So if you're in the area, Proshki is open. You get a punch card at that location. You buy eight Proshkis and you get one free. Nice. So did you buy eight of them then? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't see straight. I was hang, I was hangry. I was dilated. My eyeballs were dilated. Um, <laughs> I was confused about what was happening. All I knew is I needed to eat something, but I did buy three. <laughs> I bought three and it was so good. That Yuli's one is so good. You've got to try that spicy one, Nelson. It's so good. That's such a good way of putting it right next to the eye doctor, Monica. <laughs> no. It's downstairs. It's downstairs. The customer would come back and just like, this isn't what I ordered. Yes, you said right. liverwurst. Right. Yeah, you pointed, you pointed at the liverwurst one. Or, of course you got the liverwurst broski. It was so bad. I was at the eye doctor and then right before I leave, the doctor comes out and goes, do you have sunglasses? And I'm all, yeah, in the car I do. She's all, are you sure? And I'm all, yeah. She's all, you need to wear sunglasses. I'm all, you could have told me before you mess with my eyes. <laughs> like I drove yeah. here. 
Okay, to round it out, Tijuana Tacos. Um, what I want to say about Tijuana Tacos, we talk about them a lot, is that the truck is finally coming to North Seattle locations. So they were at two locations this weekend. Um, so I was really glad they're close to my house. I was able to hit them up. So guys, if you want to try Tijuana Tacos, just check their schedule to see where they're going to be at. They're popping up everywhere. Oh, can I just say Little Tings is still killing the takeout game. Like I'm so impressed by how they've streamlined their menu. Like they cut out half their menu and they're making it. And so I try to support them a couple of times a month. And uh, God, those handmade noodles are so good. And the dumplings, pot stickers too. So yum. So I think that rounds it all out, Nelson. This is a lot of food. Lots of uh, redos, which is good. I like to see that. Yeah. Always good to support our repetitive restaurants. Yes, neighborhood joints. Yep. (laughs) Monica, you did an interview this week. How about you introduce us who the guest is today? Yes, we have an interview this week. Today's interview is with Felipe Hernandez, and he's the owner of Los Hernandez Tamales in Union Gap, Washington. So they were the 2018 winner of a James Beard America's Classics Award. And that award honors locally owned places nationwide in business for 10 years or more doing the work of feeding communities daily. So Los Hernandez is a destination for those of us in Western Washington trekking over to the east side and sees people from all over the world. Here's our interview with Felipe. Welcome to the show, Felipe. So glad you could join us today. Well, glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So excited to have you on. Why don't you start by telling us about Los Hernandez Tamales and how you got started? It was in 1990 is when I first started, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I needed a job. Me and the wife brainstormed at our kitchen table, as a lot of people do, and uh, Mm -hmm. we had thought about other things, but uh, I had been selling tamales for my sister, which she's a single mom, and she's the one that helped me, which her name is Leocaria Hernandez also. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that, and I brought it up, and... uh, Let's give it a shot. Let's try that and see what happens. Having the urgency to get to work, you know, we proceeded on it right away. I had my retirement, a little money that I had in retirement from the retailer that I worked for, which was Montgomery Ward. Mm-hmm. I think just started going. Uh, she showed me how to do this and I learned and the wife learned how to make tamales. We went from there, but hoping to just pay the bills, make enough to pay the bills and support the family, which I have two daughters, Rachel is the oldest and Melissa. They were still in school, so I just needed to get by, make a living. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it worked out for us, you know, through the, out the years, the people from the West Side being in an arterial way, Union Gap, it provided for people passing by on vacation or destinations uh, in between, or and we happened to be in the middle of the, their trip we had a lot of support from the West side. Mm-hmm. They just kept encouraging me to, to stay. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only one item worked out, they, they cared about it. They wanted, they were going to come back. They told me they were coming back. And of course I was hoping they would come back and <laughs> appreciate it. And throughout the years, uh, it has increased yearly. And it was, there was a little bit of hope in the first year. It was tough. Like the publication said, you know, two to five years, it's really hard to do. Well, we mm-hmm. had those problems too. But fortunately, I persevered on that and I kept working at it. And the wife and the family helped me. The girls grew up. They started helping me a little bit. We just kept going. And fortunately, now we can say, well, hindsight is 30 years. It went by real fast, but <laughs> uh, it, it really didn't. It took 40 yeah. years, 30 years to, to get through that, you know, so. <laughs> 
There's so much in your story and what I've always loved. And I've, I've met you once face to face and had a great time with you, but really it's, it's a family business, right? And like you just in, in this little bit, you mentioned like different members of your family and even I got to meet some of them as well. And so I really love that about you guys and so glad that you've been able to find some success, but let's, Let's talk about why people might be coming out to see you guys. What's it like getting a James Beard Award? Well, it certainly was a surprise to us <laughs> because uh, we've had a few people in the beginning and even still, how did I get that? Or how did mm -hmm. we go about getting that? And it's not something that you can say you're going to get that, you know, right. or, or predict or have any notion of it. It is up to uh, the consumer our patrons as it come and the word of mouth was the the biggest thing and it still is and of course like i said from the west side a lot from the west side mm -hmm. in the early years and of course mm -hmm. it hasn't really stopped but now we do have the community and we always had the community behind us it, it just a total surprise but it, it is an honor and uh it just you know it, it for me personally it makes it that the support of the community in the valley here and of course all across the, the state and the country now but it was because of the word of mouth from everybody that came through that really helped us and that provided the impetus for the foodies to come in and make their comments to the food industry and mm -hmm. take notice of us and and it was just it just a big honor you know i mean uh it was hard for me to, to comprehend in the beginning. My daughter knew what it was about when we got the notice. And she said, Dad, this is this is really big. And I, <laughs> yeah, it and is. I yeah, and I just didn't know the whole thing. I'd heard about the James Beard, but then the, I've had a lot of folks come from all over the country and congratulate us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's really a, an honor and it's, it's just something that was not expected because like I said, you don't apply for it. You don't work for that. At least mm -hmm. in, I feel now in, in the food industry, you just can't say you're going to do some great thing. Mm -hmm, you do sure. what you do. And I love what I do and what we have done. And that turned into the commentary that we have gotten throughout and that put us into the James Beard, you know, the mm -hmm. site or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you know, put a bug in their ear and they came and uh, looked at us and whenever they did, because I just still don't know who did it. Who <laughs> put it in and, and it's really, it's really an honor and it's an honor, you know, to our community for all the stuff that we have and the people that have supported us. Mm -hmm. For sure. So you were talking about, the early days of starting a business. And I think that's something that every small business owner can relate to, that it's really hard and you don't really know what the future holds. You just know that you need something for some reason. Also, you just fast forward, you're in the middle of celebrating a big anniversary. So you mentioned 30 years. And so what is that like? You talk a lot about community. What has that celebration been like during this time? It's a big honor because it it belongs to the community, mm -hmm. to the people that came before made Somalis. And that's where, for me, I, I appreciate it happens to be me, you know, and our business. But the Valley has done tremendous amount of support for us uh, from, and of course, like I said, you know, statewide and uh, countrywide, you know, it's just a big honor for having what we have here and getting through the 30 years with the ups and downs, but it's a tremendous 
feeling, you know, good feeling of the people that have supported us. And I don't know if I answered the question directly, you know, but uh, it, it's it just it it is a big honor and thanks to everybody that's done that and for me it's the community has done that and I want to give a, a lot of credit to the community mm-hmm. especially of course you know being in Union Gap and mm-hmm. that but but everybody it, it's just a big honor I mean I just I can't say enough about that I really appreciate it and our whole family appreciates it mm-hmm. and they just keep coming you know it just absolutely. I mean, definitely there's a pattern here of you being really deeply rooted in family and community. And I think that's lovely. So let's get to talking about tamales. So I love tamales. It's hard to find good ones in Seattle. I'm quite picky about it. There's only about two and sometimes a third place that I eat tamales here in Seattle. But, you know, I think most people are used to thinking about it as, you know, having chorizo or chicken. But like, what are some of your more popular ones out there? Well, the one that took us over the top, and I think, you know, because we don't know that, but why we got really noticed was when we came up with the asparagus tamale. Mm-hmm. We created that, and I've always eaten asparagus all my life, and whenever I was available to me or presented to me. So we made a, me and the wife, we made a, an asparagus tamale. And when that, we started giving samples out and taste, you know, and things like that in our shop. And the people just started, uh, you know, complimenting us for that particular, because there was no such thing as an asparagus tamale. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that makes it for us, like you say, you know, in other restaurants and to this day, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint, but people ask about what is the secret in making mm-hmm. other than the specialty tamale, which is a vegetarian product made with mm-hmm. the asparagus in the, from the valley here when the season's on and purple jack cheese. But when we do that, people just we they have said you know throughout comments you know we have developed a cult that comes from the, the west side you know, <laughs> and, and everywhere but uh, the main secret uh, I tell people you know which I didn't invent the tamale I just put seems like I just put it on the forefront but it is our cornmeal the cornmeal mm-hmm. makes the tamale mm-hmm. and whatever you put as a filling that is your taste and it will be okay but you've got to start with the basic i'm going to say in a way of saying that quality ingredients but the main ingredient is the cornmeal and mm-hmm. in our case we cook and grind our own corn and that's what everybody notices pretty much right away other than like the asparagus you know and the pepper jack cheese and then mm-hmm. the pork ones that we make and the chicken because we started out with chicken and pork but we slowly went into the asparagus and it has become a big event in the spring yes. throughout the, for three months. Yes, it's quite delicious. And I think the deal is, my, my perspective on it, is that freshness of the asparagus. And I think that you're absolutely right. Like the maza can differ in the ones that you taste, the, the, the dryness or how moist it is, how it holds together. Like all of those things go into it. It's such, seems like such a simple dish, but it's not. So we have about three minutes left. And so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So we all know that the pandemic, COVID-19, has changed things everywhere. I think what I want to focus on is how people can best support your business. Well, support our business. I appreciate that. But all the business needs support. Yeah. (laughs) 
And of course, living in the area that we live here in central Washington, we appreciate everybody coming from the west side. Mm -hmm. And it just come see us when you can. And uh, hopefully this COVID will be over soon uh, or, or improves and we'll all be fine. We were here fine before, but we just got to deal with this is a little blow and uh, we'll get over it. If we just keep positive about what we have in this region anyway, saying I'm speaking for the our area here in mm -hmm. eastern Washington, but thanks to the Western people, that's how we have survived. But just we got to work through it. We'll we'll make it, mm -hmm. and just keep on coming. We appreciate <laughs> all the visitors. Absolutely, I think you guys do a great job, and for sure that you are on people's minds when they come over from from west to east. Um, great job, and so great having you on the show today, Felipe. Well, thank you. Thanks so very much. Appreciate it. And the whole Valley appreciates. You know what? Where can people find you on social media? I mean, where are you most active if they want to get information about you? On Facebook. On Facebook? Okay, yes. great. So they can get updates on what's happening with you guys on, on menu items and things like that? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks again for joining us. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you so very much. Appreciate it. And that's our interview with Felipe Hernandez. Nelson, can you believe they've been slinging tamales for 30 years? No, I was really surprised when I listened to that interview that they have been in business for 30 years. And I just want to find out who nominated them. And that's, I'm still trying to figure out right. who nominated them and who decided, hey, these tamales out in Union Gap, Washington, this is it's not from Seattle. They're not from there. They're from Union Gap. I love it. They won a James Beard Award for it mm -hmm. and everything. It's it's awesome. And I do want to try the asparagus tamales, though. Yes. I really want the asparagus one. Yes, it's delicious and seasonal. But, um, you know, I they, they don't know who nominated them. I'm right. I know. It's like a big mystery, right? <laughs> Oh, we we should we should we should do a Seattle foodie podcast mystery. Who nominated them for the James Beard Award? Like, is it some? Is it like Andrew Zimmer on his motorcycle that just yeah. decided I'm going to stop by here and I'm going to eat some tamales? And I was mm -hmm. like, and they submitted it, or was it just I don't know who it is? Mm -hmm. it just yeah. No, it's a it's fun interview. Cool. I just I love that they're really centered around family and the community, and uh, definitely those asparagus ones are, are delicious. But of course, they're out they're out of season right now. Yeah. All right, Monica. Well, let's see. We have a new month. We're into November. 2020 is almost over. Hopefully, I think I read that Dr. Fauci said that there's going to be a vaccine either in late December or early January. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But this, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the year's almost over, Monica, which is really good. I can't wait for this year to end. Uh, we're into November. Yes. Um, I think, well, I'm pretty much done with 2020. And so we'll see what 2021 holds. But like I said, no holds barred. All the rules are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Rules. And then while we were doing recording the show, I was still thinking about in my head. I was like, what do I want on Tuesday? Mm. I've had tacos. I always usually have tacos on Tuesdays, but I might change it up. I don't know. Maybe I'll do like a group order of 50 egg rolls and try to eat all of them. Yes. <laughs> That's, what <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's a party. <laughs> Knowing me, I'd probably just do a salad. It'd be very, <laughs> very unassuming and uneventful. That would probably be me. <laughs> That's why people think you like all the vegan food because all the salads you eat. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm like, I hate vegetables. <laughs> 
I have never been to an election day party, nor have I ever been to an Oscar party or any of these type of other parties. The only parties I go to is a Super Bowl party or birthday parties. That's all I go to. And Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> all good parties. All good parties. All right, everyone. That's uh, pretty much our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody enjoys their election day and also the rest of the week. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.